Welcome back to the 12th edition of Talent Talk, where we take an inside look at the stories within our athletic department from feature stories on athletes and coaches to alumni that are doing big things. This week, we talked to one of those alumni who has been in the professional ranks. But before we get into that, let's get into last week's action for Osprey Athletics. Men's basketball is now 6-4 on the year after its four-game swing at the Continental Tire Las Vegas Classic and its last home game of the 2019 season. We've already played five, going 5-0 at home this year. UNF fell by nine to Creighton before downing LIU, and Tennessee State got the upper hand in the title game of the Las Vegas Classic Friday before UNF came back in town and took care of High Point with 17 three-pointers Monday. Men's basketball also leads the nation in trays with 127. The women's team is nine games into the season and holds a 5-4 record. Senior Janisha Green went off the week before Thanksgiving, earning a Sun Player of the Week honors. She later led UNF past Nichols State in Game 2 of the women's basketball's time at the JU Thanksgiving Classic, finishing with 15 points. Jazz Bond tied the UNF single-game record for blocks with six. She matched her mark from December 21st of last year in that game. We've got schedules coming out this time of year with the men's tennis team releasing its 11-match home slate yesterday. More teams will be announcing theirs in the coming weeks, but going off the tennis train, let's get to talking with former UNF men's tennis player and ITA All-American Jack Findelhawkins. He uh, made a, made his impact here at UNF, and he's making some time for us today. Uh, he just got back from Michigan, and he's been you know taking tennis around the world. We've got Jack Findelhawkins, um, former ITA All-American. Um, a lot of accolades to go through that we could give context about, but um, thanks for being on. How does it, uh, you know, feel to stop by in your, you know, old stomping grounds? Yeah, it's always good to come back. Uh, always felt like I kind of made a good home out of here during my four years of college, and even throughout the time of kind of touring around, I've always enjoyed coming back. So it's always fun being back on campus. So for some, some probably the very few people that don't know um, what you did here. Um, you're, you know, multiple time ASUN player of the year, ITL American made the quarterfinals and singles, um, just, you know, help, you know, pave the success for division one men's tennis here. And you're from, um, Exmouth, is it pronounced? Exmouth. Yeah. yeah Exmouth. Yeah, okay. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I, w- I wasn't completely sure, but, um, <laughs> that's your background. And then you've been playing around professionally. Um, just kind of give, you know, the timeline for, for that since you left UNF. Uh, so I, when I finished playing, I still had another semester left to, to graduate. Um, so I had to do a, a work-based internship. So I uh, helped teach tennis over at Jack's Golf uh, over on Hodges, and which was great because it allowed me to maintain both. I could do the work-based stuff, but could still train in and around it and not lose any huge momentum that I had kind of coming out of college. Um, so December of 17, I was graduated, was done. And then January of, of 18, was able to start kind of my professional kind of circuit and, and start touring around. So where, where did that take you? Where were some of the stops? And obviously you had a pretty, you know, your recent one with Julian um, that you got a W in. But um, right. yeah, yeah, it all started actually, funnily enough, started back in England. There were three tournaments in a row, uh, all started in England. I had to start at the, you know, first, very first step of uh, on the, the pro circuit tiers. Um, which was a little different coming out of college and I felt like I'd started to get to the top of, you know, the, the rankings and being in, you know, come up some bigger events. So to be come out of that and you're stuck right back in the, the bottom of again and had to had to kind of work up through that. So 
I played three in England and then was up, you know, I've <laughs> pretty much covered all corners of the earth uh, since then. <laughs> uh, so I've moved around a lot. Um, but yeah, no, it all started in England. And then I think from, from there I went to Europe and then to the States, Asia, all kind of over. So where are some of those countries that you did go to? Uh, so it would have started, it was Portugal, Spain, uh, Italy, Greece, and then was able to, um, for the university games I got selected for, was over in like Taiwan, um, was over there. And then obviously been around America, Central, North, Central and South America as well. So it's been, it's been a lot of traveling. You got a lot of good pictures? Some. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some of was just kind of, there's so much going on. I yeah. Think, but I made it this year was my goal to take some more pictures and try yeah. and you know have those kind of memories there and soak uh, it in a little bit exactly yeah. Yeah, yeah so how is that paid for so is your travel covered it's not no so i was fortunate that um i had some great help from a um a sponsor named matt burhike uh, over at tim aquana country club uh, he got with me kind of right at the end towards my collegiate career and you know said he wanted to help me and without him i wouldn't have been able to kind of you know continue playing mm-hmm. at all uh, but no, the yes, you earn money in the in the professional tournaments, but uh, it's at the low levels. It's mm-hmm. low level of money as well. So and you've got to do really well on them to get to money that's going to cover stuff exactly, in the first place. Exactly. So it's 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 really tough with the fact of you know you're always booking last minute flights. You don't know how long you're going to be in that mm-hmm. place for. You normally do two or three weeks in a row. Um, and you don't know whether you can bail out first round three mm-hmm. weeks in a row and have that week left where mm-hmm. you've still got to be around, or you can do really well and yeah, the money's a bit better and it's good. So it's just so unpredictable, uh, and it's yeah, it all goes together. Yeah, H- are there some weird stories that you've had where you've been like kind of stranded for a while? You didn't uh, really or I anything pr- I was like that. I pretty good at like planning it. I've okay. got some sort of like other people for sure. You know, like I need just, a couch last right, minute. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it's. And there are guys that that's how they operate. They just go day to day. I was never kind of would function that way anyway. So I was always pretty good at planning it out. But for some people, yeah, just they prefer to take it a day at a time and just try to see mm-hmm. just where it ended, where it mm-hmm. ended them. But um, yeah, so it's 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 an experience. That's for sure. When you first got into the professional tour and everything, what was your goal? Um, so I, I never put a number on it. I never said that I wanted to be at this number by this time. Um, for me, it was firstly, it was enjoyment. I, the reason I came to college was at 18, I'd had bits of exposure on the professional stuff at very, you know, the very start. Um, but I felt like I needed some more growth in my game. So I came to college and again, wasn't even committed in the four years. We're just going to each year take it as it goes and then see. Um, but had an amazing time, felt like I was improving every year, so kept at it. And then when I graduated, I still felt like I was wanting to go mm-hmm. further. So for me, it was just making sure that I was, I say, enjoyment, was enjoying being out there and doing what I do. And then secondly, was feeling like there was still growth left in my game and mm-hmm. making sure that I could keep to hopefully one day make it to you know the, the, the top and potentially make a living out of it mm-hmm. uh, so those are my goals it was never as i say like a number i mm-hmm. wanted to reach what's the highest that or the the highest point that you got the best uh, ranking? so singles i was I, I got around 600 uh in the world for singles and then doubles was um around 300 mm. so it's really good it, was, yeah. it got high and i got because of that and certain tournaments you know i got to play guys top 40 50 in the world right some events and had some unbelievable exposure to that uh <laughs> had some <laughs> 
had some lessons taught to me in that respect but it was you know to to for me it was just about gaining experience and seeing what you know what level i could really go to um just kind of give some context for for people about what how hard it is to work up to you know to make like you know even not necessarily grand slam but you know make a you know a side tournament make playing cincinnati or playing you know basil switzerland one of those like give some context i mean like and for me you know those are still that's yeah still one up for me you know that's Mm -hmm. i think the the main what everyone sees on the tv of the wimbledon's right you know those guys that's your top 80 or 90 in the world now we have at the moment i think two and a half thousand ranked men's yeah. tennis players that have an ATP point, uh, which means that they've won at least one round of a professional tournament. Now that's not even counting the other probably two and a half thousand guys that are good enough, but they just haven't won through. They're still in qualifying or yeah. whatever. So when you think of the whole context of it, that yeah, those 80 or 90 guys, are, their level is unbelievable, but the rest going back, it, the level is still really good, good. <laughs> it's just, you know, i mean like look at you i mean what you did and accomplished here you know at unf and then that's you know you probably go down as our best division one player you know Thanks. at this point yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and so and then you're grinding here at these levels you know exactly. yeah and that's that's the tough bit that you know we kind of I, I think for me i kind of did it the, not the right way but because I'd played some professional events before I came to college, I was a little bit more aware of when I was coming back out of college that there, you know, it is a, it's not necessarily a jump in level, but it's just, again, you're widening the, yeah. the scope of, of how many players are out there. Yeah. And, you know, to think of in college, they rank the top 125 guys. It's kind of a similar thing. There's, you know, a couple of thousand guys that play collegiate tennis. Mm-hmm. Those best, the top 125 are good, but there's still loads out there exactly. that just aren't being ranked in that top one too far. Right. And it's kind of the similar thing. It's just you're constantly looking back. Because if you look at it, you know, you've got your 125 that are getting the IT ranking, and then there's 300 so Division One tennis teams. And so you've got a lot of number ones and a lot of number twos that aren't making that list. Right. And those are number twos that, you know, some really good schools sometimes yeah. that, you know, are not even getting considered. Yeah, and I had four years of basically playing at number one. Yeah. And I very rarely had an easy match out there. Yeah. And yeah, okay, some guys, are, you know, bottom end of the lineup, we were a little bit stronger, mm-hmm. so they would have a bit of an easier time. Mm-hmm. For the most part, I knew stepping out, you say, the top one, two, three spots in college every team's got some good players in yeah. and it's just every match you knew it was going to be yeah. Um which is great that's what you know I, uh, that was the one part of the reason of coming to college was mm-hmm. making sure that every time I was going out it was going to be tested and it was going to be difficult and that was I thought would help me grow in the long term so obviously you came here and that was part of your plan um, and you have a guy like John Isner let's say that you know goes to Georgia and you know really good program and he ends up doing really well he plays in you know every year he's playing in every grand slam um but that seems like it's it's hard to do that route it it is um i think you know you, you've got a few that broke through you're like kevin anderson mm-hmm. at illinois yep. um mm-hmm. i'm blanking on his name you got isner and then there was the uh, i can't believe i forgot his name steve johnson mm-hmm. um another one he had the longest streak in collegiate history you yeah. know, coming in and those guys John's probably gone, you know, and Kevin Anderson have gone a little bit higher than Steve, but considering their collegiate Some careers, two, co- two tall guys right there. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> think, but, you know, Steve Johnson coming out still is probably one of the most accoladed collegiate yeah. players and yet has in history. done worse. Yeah. In, uh, <laughs> in, uh, in, not worse, but hasn't achieved the same mm-hmm. as, as Isner and, yeah. and Anderson. So 
it's a, it's a lot based on game styles. You know, I think the programs they were at, they were able to be, you know, led by great coaches. There's, there's a lot of good coaches in collegiate tennis and, mm -hmm. you know, the program. And it does just, it shows that in college, if you can go at it the right way, it does give you that platform mm -hmm. to, to exceed even the highest of level in, mm -hmm. in the pros, which is which is a great advocate for, for college tennis. So you had some pro experience before UNF and then you come to UNF and then now you're playing, you know, you've played professionally. Has your game style changed when you play, you know, in a pro tour versus playing here? Definitely. Um, I found that I was always when I played here my first couple of years I fought with I wanted to be really aggressive um, but also sometimes my competitiveness would get in the way and so I wouldn't maybe be totally trusting in that and I'd kind of go back and forth between game styles I'd be aggressive but then sometimes get caught a little bit too far back and my coach and I would have endless discussions mm -hmm. or arguments about yeah. you know, how I philosophy I knew I, I, knew I yeah. was doing it but I just didn't want to give up yeah. An, an edge you know I wanted to just kind of be relentless with it and then so what was really good towards the end of my collegiate career I started to really understand how I should be going about and playing tennis and I need to be aggressive but okay with that kind of game style I will make mistakes and there will be times where it's just it doesn't feel great I've just got to find ways of of coming back to that mm -hmm. and um, so then when I then transitioned out to the professional stuff it was just making sure I was even more on it there was no i didn't have time mm -hmm. to kind of sit back and forth with it mm -hmm. so that was the thing i learned the most i think i just became even more all out aggressive whereas mm -hmm. college i could get caught in being a little bit defensive it was a little bit times. more gray uh, exactly because yeah. there were some matches that i could maybe get away with it a little bit and you know just stop concentrating for a little bit and then but then it's just it's relentless all those guys have got their clear game yeah. style and they're coming at you so, so does, describe what it's like to play aggressive in tennis uh for me it's i serve and volley a lot mm -hmm. uh, come to the net i've got yeah. a decently mm -hmm. big serve i'm looking to chip and charge on the mm -hmm. return come forwards keeping the short mm -hmm. points as short as possible and that was that was the key for me is what i say the last couple of years of college i started to started to do and then in the, and I uh, realized that actually it's not a hugely um, popular game style. Professionally, you see the guys on TV, the most you know aggressive baseline hit. They're all hitting the ball really hard, but they are coming forwards, but it's not as often. So for me, I was finding I could keep you know the the kind of the rhythm of the points on me. It was shorter points, wasn't really letting them settle into mm -hmm. it that much. You're um, not just going baseline to baseline right. the whole and time. I, I, mean, yeah. I know the longer the rally goes on, mm -hmm. the likelihood is I will lose that yeah. point. So <laughs> you know, I had to try and shorten it up as best as I could. You got to know yourself and exactly, that's it right yeah, there. Exactly. Um, so, you know, talking about that game style, you had some injuries here um, yeah. that you dealt with. Did that adjust how you played um, after injury, or um, did you I think uh, change anything? I used to get out a good bit of conditioning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think that was my, my saving grace, actually. Um, no, so I actually it ended up being a total biomechanical thing yeah. for me, um, which I, if I hadn't come to college, I never would have figured out, mm -hmm. uh, which was a you know, great asset. So they basically realized I have a quite heavy instep on when I walk, mm -hmm. and it's even more exaggerated when I run. So I had to get some insoles made that just pushed the weight See. back onto the outside mm -hmm. of my of my foot, and I still have those. I they have the mold for me every few months. I go pick up a, a new pair. So and I've never had an issue um, with my shit. I'd say it was the same yeah. thing. Mm -hmm. It happened like three times to me in two years. Right. Um, so it was a serious case of okay, something's mm -hmm. really going on here because mm -hmm. it wasn't like I was coming into college and. 
knowing really play all this much. stuff. And so I was, yeah. you know, kind of blown away. Yeah. I was like, well, I've played a lot yeah. of tennis before. It's not like this has been a huge change to me. Mm-hmm. What's, you know, something's going mm-hmm. on. It's not right. So, yeah, no, it was, it was, it was a tough lesson to learn. I had to sit out and watch some, watch some tough matches, you know, just sitting there and not being able to help the guys when, you know, when I felt like if I could be out in the courts, I could at least help, you know, keep the guys in order. Cause when you lose a guy at the top, then everyone has to play up a position. Um, yeah. So they're all playing a position higher than they, than mm-hmm. they have been for the whole year. And so it was, you know, I saw some really tough losses. Yeah. Uh, That's even know. harder than losing while you're playing. Right. A lot of the times. Yeah. yeah. Cause you're, yeah. Just, you're totally mm-hmm. powerless to mm-hmm. it. And you have no, no control. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's no, it was really difficult um, at the time, and they weren't short injuries either. You know, I was out for two, three months blocks the first two times. Yeah. Um, only good thing is, like, maybe got a little bit more accustomed to to noticing when, because it does come in phases, and it is, you know, I, I fortunately caught it when it was stress fractures, but it does become a stress reaction at the start, and you c- there are some signs of that which you can notice, and if you get it early, it's just a couple of weeks, you shut it down. And it can it can be okay, but once the as that tiny little break in the in the bone, it's, it's, it's all, a long time. Yep, it doesn't matter and at it's that really point. Painful too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'd imagine. Well, the amazing thing is you were able to come back for a lot of them, and you were then succeeding in postseason play, and you were helping us win championships here at UNF. How, you know, how was it just transitioning out of those injuries and then getting right back into it? Like it, like on paper, you look at your numbers and it looks like it wasn't a problem. But I'm sure it was a lot more difficult than that. It was really tough, um, mainly because obviously my injury was was my with my legs, mm-hmm. so I had to, you know, I was in boots on crutches. So it would literally go, <laughs> I would come out of the boot, I'd go see the doctor, he'd press on where the injury was. If I had no pain, that was I was cleared, and I'd go straight from there back to the courts to try and get some. And because you know being out it's not just not having a racket in hand i felt like literally bambi on ice half yeah. the times you know i was just stumbling around I, f- I felt off balance i felt you know the ball speed was so much faster yeah, than i remember like <laughs> so and it, because of the tight margins in college you know they're playing matches every single week when i if i got back in for that week i had a couple of days and then i was back in on a match again mm-hmm. um for me i think i loved the competing side of it so much that that was able to overcome a lot of it i was just i missed it so much being stuck on the sidelines that when i came in i didn't even allow myself to kind of be annoyed at the fact that Mm -hmm. i wasn't playing great i just was like well this is what i want to do Mm -hmm. so let me just i've just got to figure it out Mm -hmm. um and so no there were some tough moments coming back from injury but i think i just trusted what my coach and i worked on through it and ended up being you know a a really fun time do you have a you know, a most rewarding moment at UNF for you that was kind of like, I'm glad that I was able to stick through this. You had another, you had a big win against Baylor and the, you know, NCAAs and I, everything. I think mm-hmm. for me, the most rewarding win was when we went to the NCAAs mm-hmm. as a team. That mm-hmm. was, you know, that was, we had, my, my freshman year, we had, a, we had a team that stuck together. Um, unfortunately, I just, I got injured at the end and mm-hmm. we had, you know, we needed each other a lot and then our second my sophomore year we had a very deep team it just didn't work out again with injuries a few guys in the team not kind of seeing eye to eye with the coaches and it just it kind of fell apart so junior it was just a bit of a reward of like we've all kind of stuck at this and been through a lot and you know it came just right when we kind of needed it Mm -hmm. and 
weirdly we've probably had the year before was a better team but this junior year team achieved more than more than mm-hmm. than than the teams we had previously mm-hmm. um so that for me was the most to celebrate that with the, with the guys was great obviously i had some great runs in in the ncas uh individually mm-hmm. but that feeling of being able to celebrate with the guys around you is it's different that's really special yeah. yeah um did you imagine that you'd be at a school like unf um i i mean i wouldn't say i'd imagine because i grew up not really understood not knowing about the system so mm-hmm. there's no school i kind of because it probably know. wasn't really talked to you much out in england no and, not yeah. at all so you know and i came right at the time when it was not a a common decision really for guys uh, around my level to to decide whether it was uh, collegiate or professional because uh, it, it just was seen as you know why wait you know if you if i say i was playing a few of those professional tournaments before i came a few guys like no you should go now you know and go play professionally now Uh, and i'm so glad i didn't because guys that did and i came to college by the time i came out and started playing none of them were left playing you know they'd all stopped yep so i felt i had the best of both worlds able to get an education out of it continue to grow uh, on and off the tennis court and then was able to to really be excited about playing professionally rather than being out there wondering if i'd made the right choice for sure what what was it like growing up playing tennis in your region in in england because it's not you know it's not like you're near london like you know near a major city per se it's a very sleepy part of the world yeah right uh, because that's like right on the water it's 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 very pretty i would say if you got the chance go see it it's Uh a nice part of the world (laughs) but uh you know for tennis it's not a tennis haven at all so but and i got very used to doing a lot of traveling you know me and my dad started out when i was young and then as i was able to get older i could start to do it individually mm-hmm. myself um but no yeah it was always we knew that we, it had to be at least a kind of three four hour drive to get anywhere that was kind of had a hub for tennis mm-hmm. um so it was it, it was tough but i i wouldn't have had it any other way to be honest. I had a great kind of social group growing up that was my kind of disconnect from tennis and we had a you know just a a time where if tennis wasn't going so great i had a good bunch of friends mm-hmm. that you know i was able to kind of live a, a normal kind of mm-hmm. get away from it a mm-hmm. little bit and then was able to go back out into the sporting arena mm-hmm. again so i i it would have been maybe easier to live a little closer to the big cities yeah. and had some exposure that way but for me it kind of suited me i think so you had to put more work in probably then yeah. yeah so i was you know i was i was lucky that i had a couple of I had an academy and a university that were the academy was in my town so it was you know five ten minute walk and then the university was was further it was about a 30 40 minute drive uh but i you know made the sacrifice of i was coming in real early you know five thirty six a.m before school was going to school yeah. like normal normal yeah. student i didn't take out any lessons or anything mm-hmm. And then would go straight back to courts wow. uh, afterwards. So there were busy days, um, and you know I just th- th- I was really lucky that the school really helped me um, yeah. that I went to. They were really understanding of my kind of tennis commitments, and they made sure as best as I could kind of keep up with both. Sure, um, which was great because it ended up you know keeping me eligible for college at the time. I didn't even know it was an option, but it, and it, it kept and me it, in it. You, you know, needed it eventually. Yeah, I could have found mm-hmm. myself at seventeen, eighteen. Mm-hmm. College coaches going well. You're gonna have to sit a year, mm-hmm. take some classes because you're not eligible right now. Right. If I'd have taken out a load just to play mm-hmm. tennis, so that's what I mean. I think my balance was good. Worked out. Are you a Murray fan? Who are you? Who Who's your guy? I'm a huge. I'm a huge Federer fan. All right. Um, yeah. But I do. I love Murray. I think what he's done for 
British tennis is is amazing, uh, and I he's worrying me a little bit with the keeps coming in <laughs> yeah. and coming out. I'm not sure if he's really struggling or just uh, yeah. really taking it easy. Um, I, I worry that he's probably still feeling some pain. He just doesn't want the rest of us to know to it. know about um, it secretly. No, I mean we're. This is the golden era of tennis at the mm-hmm. moment to have Djokovic, Nadal, still Federer, playing, Murray, Wawrinka. Those yeah. guys are unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so lucky to be able to, you know, watch those guys still compete. Mm-hmm. You know, Federer's going to be thirty-nine next it's year. It's crazy, it's right? For a yeah. sport that's so demanding, right? Yeah, you know, it's and you know the the new wave is is breaking in. This next mm-hmm. generation is coming through, and it's seeing it more and more. But still, in those Grand Slams you're picking the older guys yeah you know, <laughs> unbelievable to, to for us to still stay that i'm pretty sure so i mean go back to that who are you rooting for in t- 2012 then when murray and federer facing off in the wimbledon final that year so wimbledon final um and then uh, federer won yeah yeah so i that was actually that won it for me because i was a huge federer fan yeah. him to see I, I would love to see i think nadal is going to overtake him yeah. he probably because he'll win on clay for yep. the next probably 20 yeah years. right uh, he's gonna play till he's 45 exactly. <laughs> so um for me I, I remember really wanting federer to win that Wimbledon final and then how murray reacted and it broke down mm-hmm. he definitely and i think he won the whole kind of nation over to be honest so then a few weeks later the olympics that happened was huge and yeah. i'm totally on the the murray bandwagon yeah. it totally changed um you know for britain and yeah. for, you know wanted wanted to see us win another medal that way um and then so if those guys are in the f- i'm like i'm cool that's mm-hmm. fine i'm pretty much just anti-jokovic yeah. that's probably the only one that i <laughs> I'm support he's pretty against. polarizing you either love him or hate him <laughs> yeah so he's the one that i've or, you know it's tough for me to get behind if yeah. he's playing any of those guys mm-hmm. uh, but the level of tennis that he creates is just mm-hmm. unreal it was great to see Murray win that gold for sure. Yeah, I mean that was really a good time. It was good timing that it was there that year too. I mean, because he had kind of been exposed to the pressure of it, he was like primed, and yeah, then he could no, come back. And yeah, that's I think you know, to be honest, I mean, you know, Murray's obviously won a few slams uh, compared to how if he was in a different era, I think he would might have, have three or four, more. yeah, more. But yeah. you know, I think for him, it's testimony to he just he's just a worker like mm-hmm. you see you know he, he molds his game to try and defeat his opponent i think that's so and he's just so relentless with it and the reason why he's had so many setbacks and injuries but is able he just keeps coming back and keeps coming back because i think when he first came into the fold a lot of people would have thought he might capped at you know five six never really win a major you know not get to that point because right. you got you got to crack those top four or three and that's yeah. it's a real hard yeah. and yeah. it was really cool was yeah. he was given that kind of title and yet he had his own ambitions mm-hmm. you know he he wanted to win slams he wanted mm-hmm. to you know be number one in the world so i think it was cool that you're right when he first broke onto the tour he wasn't fit enough he hadn't mm-hmm. done the right and but he he took it and he went away and turned himself into his you know one of the fittest guys out there and and evolved his game to be able to win and compete mm-hmm. in slams which is yeah, i think testimony to him so bringing it back to you then and what you just told us you're going to probably be putting things to rest here in a little bit playing That's in right. tallahassee um what what has inspired that and then what's the future look for you um i think i you know when you asked me why i was continuing playing after college it was the most importantly was I, that's what i wanted to do is yeah. what i wanted to do. and i think i've i've lost touch with that a little bit um i'm not saying it's it's a forever decision but for the minute you know when it comes to the time of year when i'm would have to start looking at next year what my training schedule is going to be and uh, how to get ready for that 
that's what I've lost some motivation for. And, you know, I think if I go into this half-heartedly, it's, I, I'm onto a lose already. Yeah. So it's time for me to step away um, and just and just see. So as, as far as the future holds, I'm not too sure. Um, I'm going to see where some avenues go kind of starting in the new year but for the minute just take some time to i'm still i'm still in training still getting ready for for one last event i want to just you know finish on a high um and i say my the calendar works as a rolling year so yeah. my ranking will stay kind of live for, mm-hmm. an, for another year if i do get the temptation to to go back but um for the minute yeah it's just i think i want to see if there's a hard drive there from motivation mm-hmm. to to go again mm-hmm. for the minute i i don't particularly have that mm-hmm. so i think it would be reckless of me to go back out sure a lot of thought goes into it there's right. no doubt yeah, yeah. It's, it's like it's any a, decision it's a huge commitment mm-hmm. uh, and so uh, i've loved my couple of years you know i've learned a lot um and for me just if i stay in tennis i think i've been able to evolve my kind of outlook on tennis which is great um but yeah for me it's just it's a it's a tough ask at the moment mm-hmm. so i'm just respecting my mm-hmm. own wants for a little bit and just we'll see see where it takes me will you be staying in jacks for a little bit or um, what's the plan there yeah yeah i'll be staying with some friends of mine mm-hmm. um through jacksonville for a little bit um i'll, I'll go home for christmas mm-hmm. and just kind of you know see see what's on the lookout there um i so said i'd like to stay within sports and within tennis mm-hmm um so we'll just kind of yeah see what happens but for the minute it's kind of kind of blindsided me a little bit with my uh, when i actually started to think about the decision i realized actually that's i it was something i really wanted to do i think i just ignored it for a while mm-hmm. and just tried to play through it and mm-hmm. tried to stay motivated it's the grinder and you probably yeah, yeah I th- you know yeah. and i d- and for me the most alarming thing was the last couple of events it, the competing thing was always been my most mm-hmm. favorite thing to go out and compete and to play against someone and to find a way to win and that i've noticed that in me is is dropped and so for me that was a bit of a alarming wake-up call of mm-hmm. going right okay something's not right here so mm-hmm. you know i have to i have to address that mm-hmm yeah, I think for anybody, even if they've been out of something for a long time and they're like, they go down to the local gym and they pick up a basketball and start playing pickup, if they got that little fire in them, it's like, oh, that's what I'm addicted exactly. to. You know, yeah, it's yeah, kind yeah. of the same yeah, thing yeah. for you. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. So I've just lost a bit of touch with that. And I say I'm immensely competitive. So mm-hmm. that, that was a bit weird for me. And I had to kind of think about why that was. And mm-hmm. I found out that the thought of stepping away was actually at the moment seems the right call. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure regardless of what you choose, there's a lot of options that you have within the tennis world and a lot of connections that you have. So if you ever want to get into it again, you know, there's, there's always those avenues. And I know for us, it's uh, great to have you as an alum um, and somebody that's really made UNF tennis and both the men's and women's tennis team get more visibility. So um, Appreciate it. yeah, Thank thanks you. for being on and thanks for uh, having, you know, an Osprey great come to the show. So yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate yeah. It. Thanks a lot. So Jack Finley Hawkins um, here in this episode of Talent Talk. Um, we'll be watching what happens in the future for him. Thanks a lot. Thanks again, Jack. Hopefully we can get a few more UNF alums into the studio here in the coming weeks. Eyes on Drew Weeks and Donnie DeWeese from baseball before they get back into spring training and the next baseball season. So looking ahead to next week in the action around the athletic department, the men go to Clarksville, Tennessee to take on Austin P. December 7th. That same night, the women will be at Indiana to take on the ranked Hoosiers in Bloomington. 
And for more on everything UNF athletics, head over to unfospreys.com and at UNF Ospreys on Twitter and Instagram while finding us at North Florida Ospreys on Facebook. Thanks for listening in again. Swoop.